All right, we are back. The Softy Hawk Blogger podcast has returned. How about that? Great news for humanity. We are back talking Seahawk football after a bye week. We got a big game with the Lions on Sunday, but uh, it is absolutely my pleasure to get to say hello. What a treat for me every week to my friend Brian, uh, Brian Nemhauser, hawkblogger.com, the Hawk Blogger himself. How are you, pal? I'm doing well, Softy man. How, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm I'm pumped up for Sunday, dude. Uh, this feels like as big a game as you can get in October uh, between the Hawks and Lions this weekend. How about you, man? It is. I mean, we we dominated the bye week. Uh, <laughs> like left left nothing uh, undone there. But yeah, this this is this is depending on what your expectations are as a fan for this season for the Seahawks. Um, you know, right now. Uh, this is the pivotal game, absolutely, and and I think it's pretty pretty easy to make the case that if the Seahawks win this game, I think you can feel pretty good about the chances that they're trending towards a legitimate playoff team. And if the Seahawks lose this game, it's going to be a pretty tough climb to get uh, into the playoffs this year. Well, okay, let's talk about that uh, because I agree with you. If they lose it, they're behind the eight ball. Uh, if they win it, though, they still have Green Bay. They still have Minnesota, both those games at home, by the way. They still have Carolina on the road. Uh, nine more games left to go. So, I don't know, whatever the uh, the Brian Nemhauser, uh, the, uh, the BPI, the Brian Percentage Index there, uh, the odds of them making the playoffs with a win versus a loss does does what, in your opinion? Give me it in percentages. I think that uh, if they win this game, I'd give them about a a 65%, 70% chance of making the playoffs. Wow. Okay. And if they lose it? Yeah. Uh, I'd say about 30 35%. (laughs) Okay. So if there's a game, if you don't pay uh, pay attention to a lot of Seahawks football, you pick one game to watch the whole year, this is the game to watch. Well, this is. And you know, there's there's actually math behind that as well. Oh, there is. You're not just making that stuff up off the top of your head. Okay, good. All right. I love it. That is that is my that is my gut on this. But then there's actually uh, people that are much better at math that have put out um, numbers about this game. It is the number one game on the docket in terms of how important it is to any team's playoff uh, hopes. So mm-hmm. it is roughly a thirty percent swing one way or another right. if the Seahawks win versus if they lose and their chances of making the playoffs. Yeah, and they're uh, and they're obviously getting the game there at Ford Field, which that place still bugs me after what happened 14, 12 damn years ago, for Christ's sakes. But let's let's talk about how they pull this off because this is a Lion football team that is a bit of a conundrum to figure out in some ways. I mean, their pass defense is absolutely horrible. Uh, 30th in the NFL in passer rating against at 107.1. Uh, their rushing defense has been bad. I know they just made a big trade, obviously, with the Giants, but their rushing defense has been terrible. Yet, as you appropriately pointed out uh, earlier this week, it's still the same team that's got two or three big wins this year, man. They do. Uh, you know, it's kind of surprising to me. I've seen at least a, a few folks online that are, are trying to basically say, hey, the Seahawks, you know, they can't be taken serious if they don't win this game. The, the, the Lions are, are, you know, nothing big and, and Seahawks should win. I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the Lions beat the Patriots pretty handily. Uh, they held the Patriots to like 200 yards of offense, which, mm-hmm. which is remarkable. And and uh, they beat Green Bay. Yes, Mason Crosby missed a bunch of field goals, but they beat Green Bay. 
Um, and they beat the Dolphins on the road. Now, Dolphins, yeah, they're not, not great shakes. But, I mean, look at who the Seahawks have beaten, you know, in, in recent weeks. It's, it's definitely not – you could make the argument the Seahawks haven't beaten any team as good as even the Dolphins right. um, over those three games. So, um, uh, yeah, the, the winning in Detroit is real. Playing against a good quarterback with good receivers, a good running back, a good offensive line, um, that's tough to do. It's just tough to do. Now, I, I think their defense – even with Damon Harrison, who they got, I think is going to have trouble stopping the run. Um, that, that's going to be a key, that the Seahawks are going to have to score. I think they're definitely going to have to score over 25 points to win this game, and it might be closer to 30. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, this will be a high-scoring game. I think, I think both teams will be in the mid-20s for certain. Uh, but I just, you know, look, I, I, I think there's no question the Hawks have rediscovered the running game. I wonder how much of an impact, again, Harrison's going to make on Sunday. And then number two, when you kind of know what the, what the opposition wants to do, I, I wonder how much that will benefit the Lions. I just think in the end, th- this team, honestly, and maybe it's the feeling I got coming out of the Raider game and you were there to watch it in person in London, I think they're more balanced right now than people think they are. They, oh, they absolutely are. I mean, um, you know, I went through and, and wrote an article that basically looked at what the Seahawks' rankings have been over the, the last four weeks, um, since, you know, basically since the, they started 0-2. And really it's since they started running the ball with a lot more, um, you know, a lot higher percentage. You know, this is a team that, that Dave, in, in the last four weeks, I guess not including this, uh, this bye week, but, um, you know, they're – they're th- third in the NFL in rushing yards. They're uh, second in passing touchdown percentage. You know, pass touchdowns per throw. Um, they're they're uh, fourth in passer rating. You know, um, and they're number one in the NFL in turnovers. They only turned the ball over once in this last four games. So, and they're also, by the way, they're number four in point differential. So, part of it with the offense is. You know, them holding on to the ball, them sustaining drives um, on the third downs. You know, they're ninth in the NFL over that time in third downs. Um, and that's with going 0 for 10 against Arizona. Um, this is a team that's, that's helped. This offense is really helping the defense. And we're, we're kind of seeing it fit together the way I think Pete Carroll yeah. really has always talked about. Well, it's, 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 it's interesting because, the first of all, the first couple games of the year still piss me off, number one. the way oh, they, they, totally. The way they approach you and me those. Both, dude. Yeah, and then number two um, – and, and you're talking about some offensive numbers there, obviously, because we mentioned how balanced they are on offense. But this is the defense that all of a sudden, without Cam Earl Sherman, Averill Bennett, K.J. Wright for a majority of the year, Bobby Wagner missed a game. They're third in opponent quarterback rating in the NFL, 79.9, number three in passing yards allowed, number four in yards per attempt, tied for sixth in picks, tied for second in passing touchdowns. And, oh, by the way, they're fifth. They're, 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 this is a top-five scoring defense, dude. You and I both I, thought when the year began – that they would have some bumpy times defensively. If I would have told you on the 26th of October that they'd be a top-five scoring defense in the NFL, I don't think you would have bought that. I wouldn't have. And, and i got to ask you, do you believe in it yet? Do I believe in what? In the Pete Carroll that, defensive that philosophy? That they're that good of a defense. That, um, they're, that, that they're a top-five defense. Well, I, I, I don't think they're top-five, but I think they could be top-ten. For sure. And I think even top 10 is a gigantic win for them. Don't you think? I, top 10 would be, I would take that in a second. Absolutely, if you yes. That. Well, because, I, Brian, I you've admit. done all this without K.J. Wright, okay? And now he's back. Yeah, I, I, I got to admit something, Softy. It's like I'm, I'm going to get on the couch for you here and, uh, you know, admit my inner interferes. Uh I don't believe in the defense yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is I a don't big test. They're that good yet. Yeah. Like I, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I wouldn't be surprised if after the next five weeks, the Seahawks are, 
you know, bottom 10 uh, in the NFL in defense. Over that time period, though, right? Well, or overall, they're bottom 10. I wouldn't be surprised if they're they're heading in that direction. Well, they've got um, they've overall. got seven seven of their next ten games. They play a quarterback in the top half of the league in passer rating, and in five of their final ten, they play a guy in the top five uh, uh, in uh, in or excuse me, top ten in passer rating. So yeah, Goff, Rivers, Newton, Rogers, Matt Stafford. Uh, it, it, it's going to get a lot tougher. There's no question about that. But I also think at the same time. The offense complementing the defense, like you just said, they're running the ball a lot better now, which to me is the best friend that young defense can have. That's the key. That's the key. To me, that's why it all comes back to, to whether they can actually get that run game going against all these different teams. And by the way, that's the good news is almost all those teams – not good at defending the run. The Seahawks have one of the easiest remaining schedules in the NFL in terms of run defenses that they're going to face. And it starts with the Detroit. Um, they, they are horrible at defending the run, even with Harrison. I don't think they're going to be that great. So, so that's a big key. But, you know, I, I, I would be lying if I, if I didn't say that I, I'm, I'm concerned about how this defense is going to hold up. I, it's, it's almost bewildering to me how well they've they played, how many turnovers they've been able to create. Um, you know, there's there's metrics that say the Seahawks have one of the best pass rushes in the NFL, Softy. Do you believe that's the case? No, not to my eyes. <laughs> not to my eyes not either. Not to my eyes. I mean, <laughs> Frank Clark's playing great. Quentin Jefferson's had his moments. But outside of that, you know, I mean, just, just going back to what you talked about, by the way, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. I feel terrible. Uh, with the Lion run defense, uh, the Lions – in the three games they've lost, so the Jets, Niners, Dallas have allowed a 100-yard back in every single one of them. Uh, the Jets uh, with Crowell, San Francisco, Breda, and the uh, Cowboys with Zeke Elliott. So, I don't know, man. I, mean, I think it's kind of a cliche, run the ball, keep Matt Stafford on the bench. But that just kind of seems like the obvious game plan for, su- for Sunday. It is. It, it has to be. And I'll tell you the other thing that's got me uh, on the concern side, because, you know, you always give me crap for being too optimistic, but – I'm concerned that the the Seahawks are going to see Rashad Penny, um, you know, have some good success at the end of that Raider game, and we're going to be back to seeing him splitting reps with Chris Carson. If there's anything that happens in this game other than Chris Carson getting the majority of the reps at running back, I'm going to be furious. We're going to be back to the first two weeks where it's not going to make any sense. I'm all for Rashad Penny, you know, mixing in there with Mike Davis, uh, you know, behind, uh, behind Carson. But for God's sakes, you know, Carson should absolutely be 15 to 20 touches every single game. Uh, you mean carries? 15, 20 carries? Uh, I, I said touches because, you know, I realize they're going to mix things, things up. But, yes, uh, you know, at least 15 carries and, and generally up yeah. to 20. No, I mean, I, mean I, I, would, I would disagree with you. I, I'd, say, I'd say 15, 20 carries and then th- maybe throw the ball four or five times. Chris Carson should be touching the ball 25 times a game, dude, right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're on the we're on the same page. I'm giving them a little bit more leeway. Yeah. But but yeah. You know, the point being, like, it should not look like Rashad Penny getting uh, equal reps. <laughs> should definitely not look like him getting more reps than Chris Carson. Um, and it shouldn't really be that close. And so, um, I'm fine with that. The kid, you know, earning more as the season wears on. But God, if they were to lose this game because they don't give their, one of their best offensive players the ball more often, yeah. that's going to be frustrating. The other guy that I want to make sure continues his ascendancy is David Moore. Mm-hmm. I think this guy's a key to the second half of the season. This, this Lions secondary is terrible. It's really, really bad. Almost every one of their secondaries, both safeties, both cornerbacks, all give up over 100 passer rating, all of them. Yeah. So 
um, you know, I, I think this is a, a chance for David Moore to make a big impact as well. So it sounds like you would take the over in this game if you were <clears throat> a gambling guy. You'd take the over 49. <laughs> what, what's it, well, what's it at? It's 40, like 46, 49, 49. 49. 49. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're smart in Vegas. I would take the over. I yeah. would definitely take the over. I, I, I think, would. Too. I think we're looking at like a thirty to twenty-five kind of game. Uh, here's a here's a random question for you. Fact or fiction? You ready? Yeah. Brandon Marshall's on this football team at the end of the year. Fiction. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I mean, David Moore is so clearly right now the third option on this team. It's ridiculous. I I, I don't even know what Marshall does because. He's not on special teams. His drop rate is ridiculously bad. Uh, there's obviously no trust there between him and Russell Wilson. Why is Brandon Marshall even here now? Yeah. I don't think maybe they don't have anyone else behind him that they're uh, interested in bringing along. Um, I don't know. I mean, he, he yeah, it could, it could be just a matter of time. It really could. Um, and we'll see, but I, I, you know, I'm interested to see what Ed Dixon looks like this week. Yeah. Um, is he going to be someone that adds to the team? I think they're getting thin at tight end. And uh, I'll tell you the other thing, Softy. I hope that they keep playing George Fant at tight end. Yeah. One, I think it's funny, which I'm always looking for funny things. And two, the guy's making a difference. It's a great chance for him to get reps, and he's he's blocking really well. So I'm all for George Fant getting more time, even with Ed Dixon back. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Well, I mean, look, he played tight end in college, and I think when they br- brought him over, they, they brought him over, I think, with the idea of him playing tackle. But he does have some pass-catching uh, you know, history at Western Kentucky, so I'm with you on that. I think I think even just having him in as a blocker, man, you know, he's, he's, he's too good right now, I think, and they've invested too much time in him to not at least try and get something out of that to, out of that turnip. All right, men, listen, great stuff. Enjoy the game Sunday. Uh, according to you, this is like uh, the make-or-break thing. It's a fork-in-the-road game. If they lose it, uh, we may as well not even show up and talk about the, uh, the game next Sunday. So I'm hoping that we can actually discuss next Sunday's game after a win this weekend, men. Oh, yeah. Well, there's always reasons to talk about the Seahawks, yeah, win or lose. The season's over, then forget about it. What the hell? May as well wait until the freaking <laughs> offseason. All right, Brian, you're the man. Great stuff, and we'll talk soon, buddy. See ya. All right, thanks, Softy. You got it. That's Hawk Blogger with us. Uh, Thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you guys next week. Go Hawks.